Hey Trojan fans, it's time to get into the huddle with the Peristyle Podcast. The Peristyle Podcast is your weekly ticket to USC football and recruiting news. Don't forget, you can download the podcast 24-7 at our website, peristylepodcast.com. And now, here's the host of the Peristyle Podcast, uscfootball.com publisher, Ryan Abraham. Hello, Trojan fans. Welcome to the Peristyle Podcast on a Tuesday. We're going to be talking today about some USC football odds. Talking to uh, Peter Loshak uh, from Sportsbook Review. He's their lead college football handicapper for the site. And we want to talk about the odds of USC, where they could finish uh, in the Pac-12, where they can finish Pac-12 South, Pac-12 overall, nationally, Heisman Trophy chances for a guy like Cody Kessler, uh, some of the big odds for the entire Pac-12 um, So on the show. So, yeah, so it's going to be interesting talking about what, what Vegas thinks of what USC's chances are for success this year. Uh, before we get into that, I just wanted to say if this is a very interactive show. We want to hear from all of you. So podcast at uscfootball.com is our email address. You can, or you can leave us a voicemail, 641-715-3900, and that's going to be extension 816 646. That's 816 646. Hit the pound sign. You can leave us a voicemail right there or go to our website, peristylepodcast.com. You can click on the left side of the page and leave a voicemail that way as well. And also, we want you to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Leave us some sort of review on iTunes. Hopefully, give us the five stars. Um, that really helps our, uh, for people to be able to search the podcast out and get higher up on the rankings of iTunes. So you go to itunes.com slash peristylepodcast. Um, you can always just search for, you know, Peristyle Podcast on iTunes, but we have our own domain name now. Domain name now, iTunes.com slash Peristyle Podcast. A lot of different ways to get a hold of us. Also wanted to uh, make you aware of our sponsor, Michael Moline Real Estate. So if you're in Southern California and you need help in the real estate market, uh, Michael Moline's a great Trojan uh, based in Southern California, specifically in Beverly Hills. And you can give him a call at 310-275-4680. Eight, eight, or you go to his website, michaelmalinerealestate.com. So definitely check him out. He's been a, a fan of the show. He's been a, a friend of the show and helping us out with sponsorship. And he will be, uh, you can hear more details about Michael Moline Real Estate at the end of the podcast. All right, without further ado, let's bring in uh, Peter Loshak. He's from uh, from Sportsbook Review. He's the lead college football handicapper. You can follow them on Twitter at review. Uh, that's at SB Review, or you can go to their website, sportsbookreview.com. Uh, Peter, thanks for coming on the show. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Uh, so for people that don't know, I mean, if you go to sportsbookreview.com, before we kind of jump into the, the USC talk, I mean, there's a, you guys have a huge forum where people are kind of discussing uh, different odds and betting and things like that, but also other sports books, and you guys kind of give a list of your favorite ones and what to avoid there's there seems like a lot of information on there maybe for people who aren't familiar with the site give them a little uh review of kind of what you guys do yeah well basically it's a it's a one-stop shop for uh, everything that you would ever need uh or want uh when it comes to sports betting whether you're a professional or a uh or you know no matter what level that uh you're on like you said, we have a huge forum that has a ton of uh, information being given back and forth. We have uh, one forum, one specific subforum that's uh, geared towards uh, professional bettors, 
and uh, then we have you know individual subforums that you know cover every sport and uh, and various aspects of handicapping, and then of course uh, we have uh, our main site is uh, reviews sports books, so you can uh, go and you know read reviews of sports books, you know find out all about their histories and compare their various features and figure out which ones are, are you know are best for you, and then we also have a pick site on our front page of SPR Forum, and I produce videos, and, uh, you know, I produce all kinds of videos. Uh, I do interviews with, uh, with sportsbook guys. I mean, it is, it's a huge site, and uh, there's a lot of useful stuff for, uh, for people who are interested in sports betting from any angle, really. Yeah, and then I think, that, I mean, a lot of our audience, I think, you know, a lot of people do like to get into that, and some just want to know kind of what Vegas or what the odds say about the Trojans or the right. Pac-12, and so we kind of, we'll kind of talk about all of that uh, on the show today, and uh, we just got back from, uh, Pac-12 Media Days. There was two days in uh, at Warner Brothers Studios up in uh, Burbank, California. We got to see the media picks of who everybody um, selected. I was a little surprised, but they had USC as the, uh, you know, they selected USC that most people had them as the Pac-12 champion. And then I looked at the odds today um, uh, for you guys, and you had USC as a plus 225. Uh, the next highest is Oregon at plus, plus 275. So you guys also have USC as the favorite to win the Pac-12. Right. I mean, the betting markets have them as the favorite, but it's a very, very lukewarm favorite. I mean, if you look at, you know, the favorites in other conferences, I mean, like Ohio State, for comparison, is a massive, massive uh, uh, favorite line to uh, to win, you know, their conference. Uh, you know, the, the, the plus 220, I mean, when you compare their odds to uh, to win the Pac-12 as opposed to their odds to just to win the, uh, the national championship, you know, it shows you, it indicates uh, how strong the Pac-12 really is. I mean, they're giving rel- they're being given relatively good odds to win the national championship, but relatively poor odds just to win the Pac-12. And that, of course, makes sense when you look at how strong UCLA is and Stanford and everyone else. So, um, yeah, I mean, that, these odds, you know, are not are known to be uh, relatively soft, you know. So if it, if it turns that turns out that some team that was favored to to win a conference uh, falls flat on their faces in college football, it's not a big shock to anyone, uh, you know. So these odds are not necessarily you know set in stone. It's just as we sit here right now, preseason, USC is the uh, the, the the small favorite to win the Pac-12. Absolutely. And then for just a little explanation here, so like you have uh, St- or the, you know, Stanford's listed at plus five hundred, UCLA's plus five hundred kind of on the same tier. Is that like a, a, a bet a dollar to win five sort of uh, deal, or how does that right. work? Yeah, so if you uh, so right now USC is plus 225 to win the uh, Pac-12, so if they win and you bet $100, you win $225. And if uh, if Stanford, you know, Stanford's plus 500, so if you win 100, uh, you would win 500. And anytime you see a negative sign, like for instance, Oregon is minus 135 to win the Pac-12 North, that means that uh, you have to bet $135 to win 100. That's how the odds work. Okay. And yeah, I wanted to talk about the divisions because the Pac-12 South is so, uh, it seems like, you know, evilly contested. There's a lot of teams that could actually go out and, and win it. But in the North, it seems like Oregon's really like the, the overwhelming favorite. Then Stanford kind of a, maybe, I guess it could be a distant right. second or how you describe it. And then after that, it cows like a very, very distant third. Yeah. Yeah, which I actually think that, um, I mean, Cal is, is, is set to improve this year. I mean, obviously their, their, their offense is, I don't think anyone would question that they're, they have an elite offense. Uh, the question is how elite will it be? And then the other question with Cal is their defense. Obviously their defense has historically, in recent years, been awful. Probably going to make an improvement this year. How much of an improvement? I don't know. But if, if Cal's, you know, offense becomes one of the best of the Pac-12 and their defense improves to, you know, slightly below average, let's say, they could steal the Pac-12 North. I mean, I think at plus 1,200, 12 to 1, just to win the Pac-12 North, that's kind of an enticing bet, you know? 
And probably a lot of it has to do with Jared Goff and that offense. I mean, you mentioned the defense being pretty uh, pathetic, I guess, over the last few years. Sonny Dykes talked about right. Pac-12 media day. They really need to get better. But when you have a, a prolific offense like that, at least it gives you a puncher's chance in a lot of those games. Yeah, absolutely, and that's exactly that's a very good analogy because there are you do see college football teams sometimes that uh, that can just keep up with any team and uh, and just score on anyone no matter how bad their offense is uh, you know they can just trade touchdowns and uh, you know in college football if I were looking to bet an underdog. Uh, at, at big odds like that, I would definitely, definitely prefer a team with a with a strong offense and uh, and a questionable defense than the other way around, for sure. The uh, in the Pac-12 South, obviously, it's a little tighter. Um, you got it's like Utah's listed at uh, in the fifth spot at, at plus ten fifty, so yeah. that's a ten you know ten and a half to one or whatever odds there. Right. But they still, I think, I still think that they have a shot. Colorado's like really the only one out of it. How do you assess the Pac-12 South? Yeah, I absolutely agree with you, and I think uh, probably I, I might put. Uh, I mean, Arizona, for instance, is, is seven to one. Utah is ten and a half to one, and out of those two uh, odds, I would I think that Utah by ten and a half to one has more value. I mean, the Pac-12 South is just is just wide open. You know, you don't know how. You know, I mean, obviously Arizona State and UCLA are going to be very good. It's not exactly clear how awesome they'll be. Um, you know, and Arizona probably a little bit overvalued because because they won last year and they got a little bit lucky, I think, uh, doing that. But they're still a quality team. Uh, you know, if, if if your point is that that Utah has a legitimate shot at ten and a half to one, I certainly wouldn't disagree with that. Absolutely. And then um, for the quarterback situation is always important. I know we've seen recent runs yeah. to the t- you know the title games with uh with new you know new quarterbacks and maybe I don't know how much weight is put on there, but two notable teams. UCLA likely having Josh Rosen, a true freshman starting quarterback. Oregon's starting quarterback likely isn't even on campus yet, Vernon Adams. Um, how does that yeah. impact how Vegas or the oddsmakers see uh, teams like that when you're, there's some kind of uncertainty at quarterback? Yeah, well, in the case of both of those guys, it's, uh, it's, it's you know, Vegas – is not accurate. They, they, they admit that, that, you know, they have as hard a time as, uh, as anyone else would have in forecasting exactly, uh, you know, how, what's going to happen with those two guys. And when you have, you know, a true freshman with such big upside with, as, as is the case with Rosen, uh, you know, anything could happen if he, if he, you know, certainly experience, um, matters in college football a lot. So even a guy with, with a ton of talent could easily come in and, and, you know, struggle a little bit, especially in the beginning of the, of the year if he's a freshman. Uh, or if he stepped on the field and, you know, from week one was absolutely, uh, you know, excelling all over the place, that wouldn't be a shock either. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's anyone's guess. Vegas doesn't pretend to have a, uh, a better handle on it than the public is. And obviously they have no statistics that they can crunch. Uh, you know, UCLA is going to be great in all other areas. And if Rosen, uh, comes in and, and plays up to, uh, his hype in week one, then they'll take the back 12 South. No question about that. Um, I wanted to talk about the, the, Chances to make the playoffs and chances to win the uh, national championship. Maybe you can kind of explain the odds a little bit. But USC is the, the favorite, followed by Oregon, UCLA, Arizona State, and Stanford kind of in that order. It seems like the odds of, of at least one Pac-12 team making the playoffs seem pretty high, but one winning the championship isn't quite as high, if that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I mean, because because you're talking about uh, any individual team. I mean, winning the championship obviously is uh, is a lot tougher. You're talking about winning two games against elite competition, you know. And so if you look at uh, at their their odds to um, to win any of those games, you know, they might be a you know a small favorite in one of those games. But uh, if you assume that each of the playoff games is a coin flip, and then you factor in uh, their odds just to make the playoffs in the first place. 
then you start to realize uh, why the odds do make some sense. But yeah, you know, I mean, I think that uh, UCLA, for example, is uh, let's see, what are the odds here? UCLA is uh, about six to one to make the playoffs, then thirty-three to one to uh, to make to win the national championship. So uh, you know. It, it's, it's kind of like golf when there's like a huge field of, of you know, players and even the top team is a, is a big underdog. But, um, you know, UCLA at 33 to 1 to win the national championship might have a little bit of value, sure. And then, um, when the playoff odds, you're like, you listed UCLA as, as plus 600, which is 6 to 1, but then it's a slash minus 1200. Right. Maybe you can explain that. Right. Well, that means that, uh, that you can, uh, you can buy, you can bet the no, right? So, for instance, uh, you could bet USC to make the 14 playoff. They're plus 350, and uh, for them not to would be uh, minus 510. Now, that's uh, you know, it's, it, that's a questionable uh, thing to bet on because you have to make a a big, you have to take a big favorite line, and you of course don't get paid until the uh, the, the end of the season. So you're tying your money up for a long period of time. But those are uh, you know odds that are definitely offered. And if you want to bet the no on USC or UCLA, you know you can bet UCLA. At the twelve to one to not make the playoffs, and then if they don't, you know, you make your money. Of course, you have to, you know, you have to uh, bet twelve hundred dollars to win just one hundred, and your money is tied up all all season long. But uh, those are those are the odds that that are put out there. If anyone wants to take a shot, they're certainly welcome to. You know. Oh, nice. Okay, so they're kind of like the don't pass line. So for USC fans, right, uh, right. plus three forty or plus three fifty, so three and a half or whatever to one uh, to make the playoff. Um, so you can bet a right. hundred to win three fifty or whatever. Or if you want to bet five hundred dollars and say USC is not making the playoff, you'd win. Yeah, a hundred there. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and then, but to make the it, what's interesting if you look at uh, the odds of Pac-12 teams to make one of the New Year's Six bowls, one of the big bowls, what we right. used to call the BCS bowls, both USC and Oregon are minus, have minus numbers there. It seems like the the odds of them making one of those top tier bowls seem to be really good. Yeah, well, I mean, Oregon's odds are uh, are are basically a coin flip. I mean, right now the odds are uh, market wide are about minus one twenty, minus one twenty on both sides, or minus one ten, minus one ten on both sides. So the no, the quote unquote no big line. That means both the the actual odds that the market is uh, indicating, uh, without taking into consideration the VIG that the uh, that the sports books charge, is still a coin flip. So Oregon's odds are about fifty uh, percent right now to make a New Year's Six ball, and uh, USC's odds are about uh, 60%. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, uh, you know, the Pac-12 is so strong this year that, um, you know, certainly, uh, you know, any team that uh, that gets out of it with, you know, only a few losses is going to be seen as a very strong team and being given a, uh, you know, a big advantage in, uh, in, in being, uh, you know, nominated for one of those. Before we talk about some of the Heisman stuff, I wanted to see that, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, the odds makers feel that, that USC's the best team in the Pac-12 right now. Um, I know a lot of USC fans are a little hesitant. They're, they're, they think it's a very talented team. They brought in the number one recruiting class in the country. Uh, it's the second year for the coaching staff. Why do you think the odds makers do have such a, uh, you know, are putting so, I guess, high hopes or whatever on, on USC this year? Well, they have so much, uh, you know, expected talent on on all sides of the ball. I mean, uh, you know, it's just uh, it's no secret that uh, that USC is going to return, you know, one of their uh, strongest teams in uh, in quite a long time. But they're not, you know, like I said, they're you know they're, they're odds to win the Pac-12 are plus two twenty-five, but Oregon is right next to them at plus two seventy-five. If you you know if you run the numbers, you work out the odds. The actual percentages are are, are very close. So uh, you know, USC is. Uh, is, is, is far from, from, you know, being seen as, as the dominant team in the, 
in the conference. They just happen to be the small favorite. But it's not like in the other conferences where you're seeing, like, you know, like Boise State or something like that, where they're just like the overwhelming favorite. I mean, they're still a, a significant underdog to uh, to win the to win the conference. They're still a big favorite bet to not win. You know. And a lot of the, you know, there's a lot of speculation, a lot of looking at, uh, I mean, I know you guys, the, you know, everyone that's, that's creating odds, you're putting all kinds of, uh, you know, information together, gathering all the information you can, looking what happened at spring practice, looking at the recruiting classes. But, right. you know, we haven't seen, fall camp hasn't even started yet. We haven't seen anything. How, how much can these change? You know, maybe through fall camp, I don't know how much it changed there, but then after a couple games, you get to see the actual product on the field and you, maybe you know more about a Verdon Adams or a, or a Josh Rosen, how much can those change? Like after the first couple of games? Oh, oh, absolutely. They they change a lot. And like I said, even these odds now. I mean, when Vegas puts them out, they're 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 known. Like for instance, individual spreads on games are are are, are very accurate lines. And there, you know, there's a lot of uh, good information that goes into setting those numbers. And Vegas, uh, you know, the odds makers uh, expect those numbers to be relatively tight, meaning relatively accurate to uh, to what they should be. These preseason futures odds, especially in, in college sports, are, are, are not expected to be tight. They can change a lot. They can be way off. And, uh, you know, if, 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 if Vegas sets a preseason futures odds number that winds up proving to be way off, uh, you know, they're not looking around saying, what did we do wrong? What happened? How could this be? You know, there's so many unknowns, as you said, in, in college sports, especially in college football. And, um, you know, these odds are, are, um, are, are, are very loose, are not that tight, and the reason that Vegas doesn't really get burned by it is because the betting public doesn't have much of a better read on them uh, on these lines uh, than Vegas does. So as much as the betting public might bet on one side of a bet uh, on these uh, preseason futures odds, they're likely to take you know as much action on the other side as well. So you know the lines are soft. The pros do bet them and win with them. Like last year, the pros uh, piled in on TCU futures odds and, and did very well with them. But in general, the lines are soft and it's okay, and Vegas doesn't really get get hurt too much by by offering them. How different is it NFL to college, where NFL is like you know you have this many teams, they all this is the schedule, everything's set, salary caps, like there's so much you design for parity, and in college it's wide open. Right. You have 120 right. something teams, and they I mean they could play all kinds of crazy schedules and different conferences. I mean it just seems like it's a it's a whole different it's the same sport, but it's completely different. Oh, from from an odds perspective, it's it, it's completely different for so many reasons. A lot of the ones that you just uh, you just mentioned, and just just the range of lines. You know, I mean, uh, obviously in college football, you have uh, games that are very very close between elite teams that'll have you know a line of pick'em, and you also have you know spreads in the mid forties. Whereas uh, in the NFL, you know, if you have any spread that's over fourteen points, that's a that's a major 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 uh, you know event, very rare. And, you know, you hear some people make the argument that no NFL team should ever be, you know, uh, an underdog of more than, you know, two touchdowns to any other NFL team. Um, and, it, you know, historically, uh, those huge underdogs have tended to do uh, to do pretty well against the spread. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a ton more parity. And, and also, there's just a lot more that's known. You know, there, there's a lot more stats to go by that you can crunch, that you can analyze. Um, there's a way fewer unknowns uh, just in terms of each team year to year. The turnover is less. There's more statistics that are more reliable that you can go by. Uh, so yeah, absolutely, it's, it's a completely different ballgame when it comes to uh, handicapping. You mentioned the the mid 40s. U.S. just to, just for people to know, Saturday, September 12th, uh, USC plays Idaho at home, and they uh, are a 43 point um, right. favorite. Typically, when you have a spread like that, is there more money on the the, the more people bet the favorite usually, or people just look at those points and take the points, or is it kind of even? 
Well, games like that, like literally games in the 40s, uh, actually tend to attract a little bit less uh, betting action than, than games with more competitive spreads. Not really the case when you're talking about spreads in like the 20s and, and even into the 30s, but like that USC-Idaho game probably will, will not attract uh, as nearly as much betting action as other uh, USC games will. And um, and uh, I'm sorry, what was, what was your initial question? Oh, do, do, usually is it... The, are the favorites always like I'm just going to bet USC they're going to cover or do yeah people... I mean it's 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 it tends to be the favorites yes but uh, it's it's also a category of game that the uh, that sharp guys do tend at times to um, to strongly favor uh, the underdog but it really depends on you know the coach and the and the, the situation I mean you know uh, the style points is always something that. Um, that matters in college football, whether a team, you know, has some motivation to win by a, by a margin. Like, for instance, that USC-Idaho game, and that's, that's another difference between college sports and professional sports. You know, if, if you told every player in USC that they were going to get, you know, $50,000 if they could beat Idaho by 50 or more, uh, they'd definitely be able to do it. The question is just, you know, the team motivation, the individual motivation to, uh, to do that. You know, because they'd have to basically keep their foot on the gas uh, the whole way through, and then also you have to factor in um, the backups. Like sometimes teams like Oregon will play backups, and the backups are motivated to uh, to, to do really well because they haven't gotten a lot of playing time. So you know, it uh, the sharps tend to bet the underdogs in those in those games, and the pub and the public does bet tend to bet the favorites, but not as much as when they're uh, betting the favorites. You know, where it's like a twenty-one point spread. This could be some a factor for USC this year, um, because you know we've we've heard and you know talking to Steve Sarkeesian that they love Max Brown, who's the, he was a five-star quarterback. He's Cody Kessler's backup. He didn't get a lot of of reps last year, and they feel that right. even during you know uh, legit, not in blowout situations, they feel like he's going to come in and, and try to make some plays and and get some playing time, even if a game you know maybe it's a fourteen-point game and not a complete blowout. So I don't know if that impacts lines at all, knowing that. The backup, who's really talented, we just haven't seen much of them, might be getting into games sooner than maybe other teams. Yeah, absolutely. Depth matters. Uh, it, it matters uh, in terms of the preseason odds, as far as injuries are concerned, which is why you know Ohio State was such a huge favorite, overwhelming favorite to uh, to do so well this year. And uh, yeah, you know, it it, it, it definitely matters. The, you know, uh, the backups and the depth definitely matter. I mean, just in general, the public does like to bet. Uh, you know, these big favorites. And uh, and the sharps traditionally like to come in on the big underdogs, but uh, that changes from year to year for sure. I was going through um, the USC games that you guys had sent me a, a sheet with some uh, kind of a cheat sheet with some of the yeah. the odds, and and it looked like USC was favored in every game except for at Oregon individual games. Like you said, this can change because right. these are you know future things at Oregon, and I think it was a pick'em at uh, Notre Dame. So I wanted to come get a comment on that, but also. How does that compare to the over/under of number of games that that USC is predicted to win this year? Well, yeah, I mean the the, the over/under of their of their win totals are uh, are you know is a matter of their likelihood of winning every game added up. So you take you know like for instance you know they're they have a home game against Utah where they'll probably be you know a favorite between you know seven and ten points and a road game against California where they'll be a similar favorite. Now obviously they're the overwhelming favorite just to win that game, but definitely not 100%, you know. So when you're adding up their expected wins, you don't just write one for both of those games. You write, you know, maybe they'll have a 70 or 80% chance for, for, for both of those games. And they could, you know, they're probably going to win them, but they could lose. They could lose the California game. It wouldn't be a huge shock if they lost. They could lose the Utah game. It would be, uh, you know, a very big surprise, but not a, uh, you know, how did this possibly happen kind of surprise, you know. So if you add up all their games, you know, they're probably going to win all those games where a touchdown or more. 
but they could lose one. There's a chance that they will lose one, and they have a bunch of games where they're with very competitive spreads, and those, you know, they'll they they're likely to lose a couple, you know. Okay, so then, so that's basically like if they might be favored in ten or eleven of the games, but the over under could be nine or eight and a half or right. something, just because you at the way. Yeah, you're I mean, at. like for instance, like like let's say they play five games and they're an eighty percent favorite in each of those games. Now, in every individual game, they're you know an overwhelming favorite, and it would be a shock if they lost it, any one of them. But at the end of the five games, their most likely record is four and one. It's not going to be five and zero. Oh. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. All right. Uh, and then the right. last topic, I want to talk about the, uh, the Heisman Trophy. So the Pac-12 had Marcus Mariota, um, from last year, of course, win the Heisman Trophy. That was Oregon's first, uh, Heisman. The odds on favorite for the Pac-12 this year would be, uh, Cody Kessler. I wanted to get a comment on that. And if, if there's any thoughts on, I didn't see a number for Adore Jackson, but he's a name that's come up pretty well too. I mean, that I've heard because of the, you know, triple threat. He could, you know, on the defensive side, yeah. the offensive side. So maybe get kind of thoughts on those guys. Well, I mean, Heisman odds are Heisman odds are even more of kind of like a, a, a wild crapshoot <laughs> than like futures odds to win the championship or, or something like that. It's uh, you know, it's mostly a, a recreational type bet. And Cody Kessler at fourteen to one, you know, right now those are his odds. Is is there value there? Uh, you know, possibly. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, if UFC wins the uh, wins the national championship, I'd say that uh, you know. It's a it's a good bet that he's you know going to be the one who wins it. But uh, you know these odds. I mean you know there uh, you know Josh Rosen's fifty to one. Does that have value? In my opinion, probably it does because uh, you know if he plays up to his hype in his first year, uh, you know he'll be one of the elite quarterbacks even in his freshman year. And then you know the elite quarterback on a strong team from the Pac-12, fifty to one to win the Heisman. That's a seems to me like a pretty good bet. But again, these are also you know it's 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 these are also pretty soft lines, and uh, there's not a lot of stats you can crunch to uh, to make them any sharper. So it's basically a big crapshoot, just a fun recreational bet. Okay, yeah, and it's funny. It, of the top four guys, two of them have never played it down for their prospective teams in the uh, right. in the Pac-12. Yeah. Vernon Adams and Josh Rosen, crazy. Yeah, you know, and uh, if if you want to take a shot with them, uh, you certainly <laughs> you certainly can. It's it's not the like Heisman futures odds are not really the kind of bets that. Uh, that get a ton of uh, of action because it's mostly uh, you know relatively small recreational players who are betting you know mostly for fun you know a, like a pro guy wouldn't really or a big whale wouldn't necessarily bet uh, Heisman odds but uh, but you know still an interesting uh, bunch of odds to consider for sure. Sweet. All right. Well, uh, Peter Loshak, sportsbook re- sportsbook review. You can go to sportsbookreview.com. Follow him on Twitter at sb review and peter will have his uh, twitter handle coming out soon but you can follow their the sportsbook yep. review at sb review uh but thanks peter for coming on that was a lot of interesting stuff just the how oh, odds anytime college... absolutely yeah, thanks very much no problem odds in college football go hand in hand so it's really interesting to see and to see usc back with the i guess the sanctions being over too does that do you think that's impacted some of the odds as well uh it can yeah absolutely i mean you know bowl eligibility uh Makes makes a big difference uh, for teams, whether it's uh, you know whether they have the revenge mind or something. I mean that that sort of falls into the uh, uh, intangibles category of handicapping factors, so it's hard to quantify them, but it's definitely a factor. And if you ignore intangible factors, then do so at your at your peril. I mean uh, those factors are absolutely matter in various ways for sure. All right, thanks again, Peter. I just snuck a little extra question in there for you. No, no problem. <laughs> thanks very much for coming on the show. Okay, thank you. All right, you've been listening to the Peristyle Podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time. And here is a special message from Michael Moline Real Estate. 
Most people know that buying or selling real estate is no small undertaking. Understanding the market value of your home, pricing, advertising, closing, and perhaps even selling personal property along the way are all examples of the real estate journey. And Michael Moline Real Estate has the experience to help make that journey an enjoyable one. Southern California real estate inventories are at historic lows, so there is no better time than now to sell your residential property. Whether you're moving into a bigger home or downsizing, personal property is often a component of the real estate transaction. Michael Moline Real Estate has industry expertise to help you with both your real property and your personal property as you get ready to transition. Michael Moline Real Estate specializes in properties located on the west side of Los Angeles and the southern San Fernando Valley communities. Allow Michael Moline Real Estate to give you a free comparative market analysis and home valuation so you know how much your home is worth today. Contact Michael Moline at michaelmolinerealestate.com. That's Michael, M-O-L-I-N-E, realestate.com. You've been listening to the Peristyle Podcast, presented by uscfootball.com. Be sure to tune in next week for the latest news on Trojan football and recruiting. Don't forget, you can automatically download the podcast directly to your smartphone or tablet for free. Just click the iTunes link on peristylepodcast.com or search for Peristyle Podcast at the iTunes Music Store. 